Father in heaven, we are so blessed, Lord, that we have the ability to come here, to gather together on, on this special day that you have set aside for us, Lord, so we can remove ourselves from the, the busyness of this life, Lord, from uh, concerns, Lord, and uh, that, that would draw us away from the very purpose that you have created us for, Lord, so that we could focus on the truth, Lord, on your word that you have preserved for us even to this day and have given that into our hearts, Lord, for, for most of us here that have received that uh, a, a special touch, Lord, that, that you have come and, and, and dined with us, Lord, in, in, in a spiritual way and, and have awakened us to a life, Lord, that is so different from the lives that we need to observe around us. And so we, we pray that uh, we would consider that day special and, and a, a blessing and a privilege, Lord. And we pray for those who, who are afflicted, Lord. We, there are so many reasons, Lord, why we, we need to bring them before you. We, we think, uh, even to begin with, we think of those thousands of people that are suffering in that earthquake in Morocco. Uh, and we, we find these disasters uh, all over. We're reminded again this morning of, of Maui, oh, that, that disaster that was there. And so there's so many people that are suffering that cannot even have the, the opportunity to gather on this day or perhaps are totally absorbed with pain and affliction. And so we also bring before you a cabin uh, the son the, the son-in-law of, of Hans and, and Helene and we pray for, for Heidi and, and the family Lord that they would be able to to support him Lord in, in this trial as he is still a, a young man Lord and, and has has suffered severe severe setbacks Lord with his health we pray for for our brother Hans Lord that you would be with him, Lord, as he goes through surgery, uh, hopefully in, uh, this week, Lord, and that he would, he would come out uh, to, to your glory, Lord, that he that would be successful to, to your glory. Lord, we pray for, for our Brian, Lord, uh, who has, he has been stranded, Lord, in, in, in California, and he needs to be able to come back uh, even this, as soon as possible because he needs to work again. And so we, we pray that you would arrange things in, in his life to, to uh, be able to, to, to maintain his, his job, Lord, and, and to, to function again. And we pray, Lord, that you would give me the focus and, and the ability, Lord, to meditate on your word and to help everyone that has come to, to meditate and allow the Spirit to speak in each one's heart according to our needs, Lord. For each one of us has separate needs, totally different from one another, since you have created us in so many different ways, and you have different plans for each one of us. And so we want to listen very carefully, each one of us, of what your Spirit has to say to us, even in this morning, Lord. 
and we give you thanks, Lord, for the blessings we already had as we were looking into a psalm, Lord, that, that you have preserved for us that, that is not only prophetic, Lord, but also speaks to the, the very afflictions and the, the very fears that we have in our lives. And so we, we are thankful for that, for your blessings, Lord, already that we experienced and the worship that we can have together and, and the love that we can share together. And so we, we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. I would like to uh, go to a passage this morning that has been speaking to me uh, for quite a number of weeks. And, and that is in, in Psalm 37. And I will, I'll read a few verses and then maybe explain why, why this has become important to me. Psalm 37, starting with, with verse 1. Fret not thyself because of evildoers, neither be thou envious against the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon be cut down like grass, and wither as the green herb. Trust in the Lord, and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land, and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Commit thy way unto the Lord, trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass, and he shall bring forth thy righteousness as the light, and thy judgment as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospered in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil, for evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord shall inherit the earth. For yet a little while, and the wicked shall not be. Yea, thou shalt diligently consider his place, and it shall not be. But the meek shall inherit the earth, and shall delight themselves in the abundance of peace. Uh, read up to verse 11. I was, and you, I was not drawn to this psalm because we started uh, studying the psalms in, in our Bible studies uh, for the last few weeks. Um, I was actually, that I was drawn to this, this psalm uh, a number of weeks ago, and not because of verse 5 was the theme of Eastern Camp this year, uh, even though I listened to all the sermons uh, of Eastern Camp, some of them were excellent, focusing on verse 5, commit thyself, commit thy way unto the Lord, and so on. So we probably don't have to really get into that, or maybe we'll, we'll do that as well. But as I was kind of uh, 
how could I say, condemned to sit in a chair for the last four months, and uh, what do you do? Just sitting there, and I wasn't capable of doing much else. I, I was uh, way too much behind the computer, and uh, a lot of things, um, I'm interested in, in, in uh, politics and thing, what, what happens in the world uh, anyway, and so I was looking at a lot of that, the news and so on, and uh, I found myself getting really upset or fret, fretting. And, uh, and not only that, there were other reasons, uh, not just politics or, or how things go in, in our country, or maybe even in Europe as well, everywhere else that you look. Uh, or, or Australia, same thing, and I was trying to get news from all over the, the world as, as much as I could. And, and um, I, I was fretting a lot. And then also uh, we just came through nine months and still ongoing with the dealings with the hurricane that we went through in, in Florida with, with places that still need repairs. and. Uh, as you can imagine, there are people coming from all over the United States to, to uh, make a lot of money from the misery of other people. And, and so uh, we're still working on that. And uh, I'm fretting a lot about people taking advantage of you, uh, not doing what they promised and overcharging you and so on. And, and that, that's the thing that that's, that's really was aggravating me. And then this, this verse uh, came back, and probably because I read the passage in, uh, uh, during Eastern camp, and he said, why do I fret myself about these things? Here we have an instruction in, in this psalm, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Neither be thou envious against the work, workers of iniquity, and so on, I, I kind of try to, to really get the, the picture here. And you know, when, when I read this, this psalm in the past, or even, even back in, in, in July, uh, it, it didn't really speak that much to me uh, because, well, because it's, it's just uh, verses that seem to be a little bit disjuncted. They're not, they're, they're, it's not a, a teaching here. Uh, that goes, you know, sequentially through, through a thought. It's just almost like different thoughts. And of course, then I, I looked into the, what, what, this, what this psalm is, and it's an acrostic. It, it's a poem, essentially. And uh, when, you, when you write a poem, uh, and our brother Bob uh, would, would know a lot more about that than, than I do, uh, since he is a poet and, and writes poems, uh, it's, you cannot always be you know, theologically absolutely correct uh, because it has to rhyme or it has to fit a tune or, or, or whatever. And sometimes the, the words uh, are kind of difficult to, to understand when we read this passage because it, the, it's an acrostic is a poem that starts uh, uh, verses with the Hebrew alphabet, so descending order in the Hebrew alphabet, each verse, and typically in this psalm, it's like two 
verses in, in our, our verses uh, are, are one stanza. And uh, they express, like, like it looks at first, like totally different thoughts, maybe, different ideas. But when you, when you really focus, and, and I spend <clears throat> many, many hours on, on this, uh, trying to, to, to grasp this in, in a greater detail, and it actually has a, a, a thought pattern like, like Brother Dave led us th this morning through, through this uh, uh, Psalm 91, and, and it's, it's very similar. We, we have to really work on it like we, we should do on, on the entire book from the first page to the last. It, it, yeah, there's some, some things that are just historical, and I, I like history. I like to read it and, and uh, you know, and then some of the things we kind of skip over, uh, or the tendency, at least for me, is to skip over things because it's just interesting and I read it. No, uh, in this case, I really had to dig into what, what this passage, or at least the first few verses, and what well, the later verses are kind of going back to the same theme, uh, about why shouldn't we fret? Because I, I thought when I was, when I was you know, fretting and considering all the bad things that happened, uh, I kind of figured, well, it, it, this is my righteous indignation. Well, God has righteous indignation. Uh, why shouldn't I have righteous indignation? But here we get a clear instruction not to fret, not to be upset about evildoers. And I was, I was looking, uh, neither be thou envious against workers of iniquity. And I figured, well, I, you know, I'm fretting, but, uh, but you know, there's some, there's some people in, in, in Washington, D.C., or the government everywhere, and, and uh, they, they're clearly evildoers because you don't go and get a government job for uh, you know, a, few, a few years and, and come in with, with, as a pauper and you finish with millions and millions and millions of dollars. Uh, where do you get it from? Certainly not from the salary they got. So, so how did that happen? Well, and I figured, but at the same time, I'm not envious of their millions of dollars. I, I'm not. What? I, I don't have to be because I, I got enough. I, I don't have to. I don't have to uh, worry about things, really, or at least not yet. Uh, so uh, I, I, don't, I didn't get that. Well, and why would you be envious uh, against the workers uh, or for the workers of inequity? So I, I, I kind of had to work on, on, on some of these things. And, and uh, There's, there's some other verses here that, that can clarify this. And then the, the next verse, so there's verse 1 and 2, which, which is part of the acrostic. Uh, For they shall soon be cut down like grass, and withered as the green herb. It's really similar to the, the passage we read this or, or studied this morning together. Uh, kinda, uh, if you just go over it, there's, for they shall soon be cut down like grass and withered as green herb. You think of some of the people in government that got very, very rich being in government, uh, and we know it wasn't because they were just making their income. Uh, obviously not. 
and so are they are they soon gonna wither like grass no most of them are in their 80s 90s even uh, they have not withered like grass very quickly uh, if you're in, in your 20s or 30s you look at that and says wait, wait a minute uh, is that is that fair is that what God is is, is telling us well you know they, they should be cut like grass in, in terms of their meaning of life, the, the purpose of life. The, because we only are given so many, so many days in this life. And it, it's appropriated to each one differently. And when we're done, we're going to move on if we, if we wait upon the Lord. Then, then we're going to move on and graduate into some, something much more amazing than this life. And, and some of the things, you know, there's not just pain and, and, and difficulties in this life. There's some awesome things in this life for most people. Maybe not for everyone, but for most people. We, we, we can see some delightful things in our lives, right? But what is to come if we are part of what the Bible talks about, life? It's not, about, it's not so much about this life. It's about a life that is growing in us while we're here and we can see it and we can almost taste it. Or no, we can taste it, obviously not physically, but spiritually. And, and it can totally transform our outlook and how we, we go about it. And so I want to go back. I want to use... Uh, an example, and I'm going to bore you with that. I'm, I'm almost sure. Uh, I also have a passage in Scripture that, that kind of highlights uh, the first two verses here. But uh, just bear with me. As I was, I was thinking about this fretting uh, myself and why this is not good for me and, and for you. It, it makes it clear here that we should not fret whether it's evildoers that, that are enemies or, or they don't have to be enemies. It can be just somebody at a distance and we still fret about that. Why shouldn't we do that? And I was suddenly, I haven't thought about this for 20 years, but like 40 years ago, uh, I, I went through about 10 years of very hard work starting my company, and, and it, it, it took a lot out of me. And um, so I was involved with uh, early computers, microcomputers, personal computers, uh, using those components for my business and had to be involved in that. And so I, I remember this very, very clear. So to me, this is a story that, that really rings and may not, it may not ring out to you. So uh, what, what happened is, Back in the 70s, uh, the, the, some of you obviously can't uh, remember that or relate to that, but in, in the 70s, that's when microprocessors came out that were lending themselves to make a computer. Uh, at first, they were just uh, hobbyists that were uh, what, like uh, Apple. Uh, it wasn't Apple then. It was, it was Stephen Jobs who came up with the, uh, just a board, a little board, and, and you could hook it up to your TV, and then uh, you could hook up a, a, a keyboard, and then you could use it as a, like like a big IBM computer, except it was just much smaller and much less expensive, and, and it was interesting. 
and uh, within a few years, this really took off. And uh, a, lot of, a lot of people started making little computers, and people started using it in business. And, and so there was this guy, and I want to talk about this guy. It's really his story and how he was led by the evil one to fret evildoers and how this led to his demise because he didn't, he didn't read this passage or well, maybe he read it and didn't understand it. It was a name, uh, uh, it was a guy named Gary Kildow, Gary Kildow. He was uh, a professor of computer science in the early 70s in, in San Diego. This man was brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Uh, he obviously was teaching computer science based on IBM computers, big things. Uh, and uh, he was doing that very successfully, uh, I, I would imagine. He was also multi-talented. He, he was a pilot. He, he, he composed music. He, he did many different things. He, he, was, he, he was really an amazing person. And so he watched this, this development of, of the little uh, hobbyists with their microcomputers, and he figured what they need is a software that can combine all these things together to make actually, uh, so they can use this as, as a computer. And so he created a company, quit his job as a professor, and started a company with his wife in, in their house uh, called Digital Research. And he, he created, a, wrote a program, an operating system for microcomputers called CPM. And uh, in a, I, I had to eventually have built my own computer, but that didn't do the job anymore. I needed to, for, for developing my own software, I needed uh, something that I could just use. And so I bought a, a kit a microcomputer kit or a PC uh, that was a, a kit that I had to put together, but, but it, it, it did the job what I needed to do, but I had to program it. And CPM was the operating system that came with it, and I had to kind of study it and work with it. And so that's why I remember that, that, that story uh, quite well. And I thought it was, it was pretty good. And uh, to, to hopefully make this story not much longer and more boring, uh, this, uh, uh, this whole development of, of the microprocess became all of a sudden very interesting to IBM. Uh, IBM saw this was, this was going to take away from their main uh, business, so they, they wanted to get into this, and they wanted to do it really fast. So they, they got a, a group together, not just a, a whole new group of, of people, let's, let's make a, a personal computer for and sell it by the hundred thousands uh, because they, they were obviously in, in making big business, not the, not the hobbyists. And so that's what they did. And then they, they figured, okay, we need an operating system. And uh, this, this uh, Kildall, uh, he had originally went to Intel, who made the first microprocessor, 
and he, he told them, you could, you could actually go into the computer business yourself, but I have this operating system. They said, nah, no, we, we don't want to get involved in that. And so as IBM started, they needed to have an operating system for their, for their IBM PCs, right? It so happened that Bill Gates, and you probably all know about Bill Gates, uh, had a little company in Washington uh, making, making uh, uh, traffic counters to measure traffic on streets, uh, and he was selling it to the government. So not, not, not a lot of quantity, but was, I don't remember the name of the company. And they were selling these things, and he needed also uh, uh, an operating system for this thing, and he bought CPM. And at that time, CPM was selling for $270. And so he bought it for a while, and then he decided, well, you know, uh, business is increasing. Uh, I could save money by, uh, uh, by not using this, paying $270 a shot. Uh, this is just a, a program. Now, you could just copy it. You, know, you just, but then you you get into trouble because they're uh, obviously they had you you cannot patent a, a, a computer program really you you can patent some of the things but what you can do is you get a copyright and then nobody can just copy it so you, so there is protection there so he couldn't just copy it so he got together with a buddy of his in Washington State and he took it rewrote the parts so that it was no longer a copy of it, but the basic idea was it, it was CPM. It's just different. So he, he bought it from his body for $40 a piece instead of $270. And, that, and then his father, when they were thinking about the IBM PC, uh, talked to his son and says, you know what, uh, where should we get this, this uh, operating system? And he says, well, uh, digital research is selling this. And so they went to digital research, and they tell them, we're not going to pay you 270 a, a piece. We're just going to offer you a, a full amount, uh, uh, offered him, I don't know how much money they offered him. I don't, we know that. Uh, turns out the company, digital research, had 200 employees, engineers, at that point, so that he wasn't going to sell it for, for, for nothing. And IBM said, no. Uh, they went back to Bill Gates, and Bill Gates says, you know, I can help you out. I can, I can start a software company called Microsoft. I can, sell you, I can sell you this thing for $40. And so they went ahead. They bought this thing for $40 to sell it with their IBM PC. Well. The, some of the engineers and lawyers, IBM has a lot of lawyers, probably more than engineers, and like you know, the hospitals have more lawyers now than doctors, but uh, same thing. They, they said, wait, hold it. You can't do that because this is really a copy. They, they, they're going to sue you. Uh, they, they will find a way to, to sue you. You have to protect yourself. IBM went back to digital research, they said, you know what? We sell your operating system together with our IBM PC. Uh, so whatever, whatever people want, they can buy whatever they want. If yours is better than the MS-DOS, the, the, the Microsoft version, then, then that's, you know, we'll do business that way. 
So that went on. Well, it turns out people wouldn't buy the $270 uh, software. They would buy the $40, obviously. And so within, within a year or two, this business that he had developed with 200 employees went down the drain went down the drain because nobody bought it anymore. No, nobody else bought it, not just IBM, nobody else bought it. Everybody bought this Microsoft DOS, MS-DOS. And I used that same thing almost simultaneously because I had another computer I was developing and that used Microsoft, uh, the MS-DOS. And I used both of them and I, I thought the, the CPM was more elegant, was easier to use. Uh, I, that was at least my, uh, my, my perception of it. And, but it was definitely cheaper than, than the, 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 the CPM. Well, so his company now is disappearing because nobody bought the product anymore. And eventually, I think within a, a year or two, uh, he had to sell whatever was left over. What, what he could sell is just uh, the, essentially the people that were, uh, the engineers that were there, they, they were taken over by another company and he got some money for that and that was it. And so what happened with, with Gary Kildall, this, this brilliant guy, he, he quit working, he had some money so he didn't have to work necessarily. He became an alcoholic. He would hang out in bars. He would complain about the fact that IBM and, and Microsoft made a dirty deal and, and cut him out of, of a business that they, he really had the right to, to have. And he, he was really cheated by evildoers. By, by, by most people that know the story clearly, they know they were evildoers, uh, unrightfully taking away his, his uh, uh, it's not an invention, but, but this development, his knowledge base. And so within a few years, and I don't remember exactly uh, how many years later, he was always in bars and with drunks, there was a, a, a drunken brawl, and there was they were attacking each other, and he he got hit in the head, and within a short time he died of this injury. A, a broken man, totally destroyed man, that had a brilliant uh, a future in front of him, not just in in in, in this business. He he was he was brilliant in many other ways. He could have moved on in life if he would not have fretted the fact that evildoers were actually destroying what he worked for for a very long time. And I, I, the reason why I went to this long, long story here is because it's very close to me because I, I put in a lot of time in, in what I did and I kind of went through similar scenarios where, where people were trying to destroy what, what, I, what I worked on. And so that, that to me is, is a typical uh, example of why the Word of God tells us not to fret because of evil that comes into our lives. 
and by, typically here now in this context, by others, the two, you know, by evildoers. Uh, but it doesn't have to be evildoers. Because then it goes on. Neither be thou envious against workers of iniquity. Uh, as I said, I wasn't envious of, of the workers of iniquity because I, I, I don't have to be. Uh, Maybe I was 50 years ago, I don't know, but I, uh, maybe that's something that others w would be. But, but I wasn't, you know, so I was looking at that, and I, was, I found a, a text that I want to read. Uh, that's in John, in chapter 21, and you know, you know the story. In John chapter 21, uh, Jesus told the disciples to come to Galilee, he would meet him in Galilee. And so about seven or so uh, of the disciples that were in Galilee, they were fishing, and, and after they had, in the morning, Jesus was on the shore, and, and, and he had already uh, some breakfast ready for them, and, and they had their fish. And, and so there's a beautiful story. But then I just want to make it short. I'm running out of time, really. Uh, he, he says there, Jesus said unto them, come and dine, and so on. And then, um, so when they had dined, Jesus said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he goes on three times, do you love me? And, and Peter says, yes, yes. And then in verse 18, verily, verily, I say unto thee, when thou wast young, thou girdest thyself, and walkest whither thou wouldest, but when thou shalt be old, thou shalt stretch forth thine hand, and another shall gird thee, and carry thee whither thou wouldst not. This spake he signifying, if I could say it, by what death he should glorify God. And, we had, and when he had spoken this, he said unto him, follow me. So he tells him, you're going to die. You're going to be a martyr. And then he tells him, but follow me. Then Peter, turning about, see the disciple whom Jesus loved, meaning he saw John, yep, the apostle John, who he was always close with, with God. And then going to verse 21, Peter, seeing him, seeing, him, seeing John, says to Jesus, Lord, and what, what shall this man do? It, we usually don't read it that way, but, but I saw something there. What shall this man do? In other words, you just told me I'm going to die for the mission that you have chosen me. But what about him? What about John? He, he doesn't have to die? Doesn't he have to go to the same suffering like I have? To the same miseries? Jesus said unto him, If I will that he tarry till I come, what is that to thee? Follow thou me. So what I see there is Peter that was totally willing to, to be a follower of Jesus Christ. The devil comes and tempts him and says, you know what, compare yourself to John. Why, why should John have it better than you? And, and that's and that's another temptation that comes, which is a little bit different from what we read about 
in, in Psalm uh, 37, we're fretting evildoers, but you also can fret somebody's life that's better. You know, it's bow me. Uh, and uh, why, why does this happen to me? You know, we can't explain why bad things happen to good people. We can't explain that. But Jesus makes this point to Peter. He says, I have, I have a life to live for you, uh, with, with, with a plan for you. Follow me. And others, I have a totally different plan. It, maybe different length of time in the, on this earth. Don't bother. I'm the focus. The relationship is between you and me. And, and, and whoever else doesn't really matter. Yeah, you can have relationship with one another. But number one is the relationship with me. Follow me. And I think that's really the, the, the call here. And we, we don't have time to, to go actually through the other verses. We're running out of time. Uh, trust in the Lord and do good. Uh, we, we could talk quite a, a bit about that. Delight thyself also in the Lord, and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Well, that, that verse is taken out of context quite often, even in our circles. Delight thyself in the Lord, meaning, meaning uh, like the next one, commit. It's, it's totally trust in, in God that he has the right plan for your life, which is maybe totally different from somebody else's. And focus on that. And then we move on uh, just to close uh, to, to uh, the next verses there. Uh, Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospered in his way. Rest in the Lord. Well, does that mean and, and wait patiently, and wait on him uh, in, in verse 9, for evildoers shall be cut off. Evildoers shall be cut off, but those that wait upon the Lord shall inherit the earth. Uh, what does that mean, wait upon the Lord? It, the, the, the Hebrew meaning there is not, is not waiting and sitting there and doing nothing. It's pursuing the Lord, Pursu going into his word, trying to see what does it say to me right now in this circumstance, in my life, never mind somebody else's. What does the word say? What, what is God looking in me that I can actually get to know him, to get to know him? Uh, Brother Tim was, was referring to Job, uh, an amazing book uh, this morning. You know, Job that goes through 40-some chapters of a story of his total demise, and he could say, woe is me. Uh, I, I had everything, and now everything is gone. What does he do? For 40 chapters, he is waiting upon the Lord. He is he's pressing into the Lord, and at the end of it, the end of it, God spoke to him. He spoke to God. He, he saw God with his own eye. In, in chapter 19. Uh, it's amazing. And that's where you and I have to shoot for, to, to experience God in, in reality, no matter the circumstances that we are in.
Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's great, sometimes it's dire and it's painful and we don't see the way out. But if we wait upon the Lord, he will bless us according to his promises.